Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Young. I'm here with my co-host, uh, Owen. Owen, how did you enjoy uh, week uh, 11, right? Was week 11. Um, the season is just scooting right along. We're at Thanksgiving already. Um, it was kind of a – it was an interesting week. A lot happened. A lot of um, league – all kind of like league altering events happened that we'll get to here in a bit. Um, kind of, there's some entertaining games, some close games. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of a, just kind of a run of the mill week. So um, here mm-hmm. we go. Where we have the Thanksgiving games tomorrow and week 12 is here already. Season flies by like it does seemingly every year. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty like lackluster week. In terms of like the entertainment factor of it, you know, and that that started off Thursday night football game, which we'll talk about here in a second. But and it wasn't necessarily a great game. I, I we both predicted that game correctly. Um, but the go ahead, sorry, I picked the Bengals to win, so I was wrong. Oh, that's right, I picked the Ravens. But uh, we can we can segue that right now. Um, our week 11 headline, uh, the Ravens defeated the Bengals 34-20. And in the game, Joe Burrow got knocked out, uh, I think, right after halftime. It was so – it is he injured his wrist, and he, he was actually on the touchdown pass he threw. He threw a touchdown to Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was before halftime. My bad. Play, And I saw it, and I'm like, well, I must have just aggravated something. And then he was out for the rest of the game. We found out the following day he is out for the season. Joe Burrow's season is over. So, I mean, that's a that's a that's a pretty big headline right there. Uh, Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, really just kind of encapsulates the Bengals' season. You know, because he had that calf injury at the beginning of the year. It was hit, obviously hindering his ability to play. They start one and three. I kind of buried them. Then they come back. They look like the team of old. They're five. I remember. I remember we were here two weeks ago saying that they were back after they beat the Bills five and three. They lose a rough one against the Texans, and they not only they lost more than the they lost more than this game. They lost uh, basically their season at this point. Um, and they're actually this thing that sucks is that. I think they could have won the game if Burrow didn't get hurt. They were up 10-7 when he went out and um, just kind of gave the Ravens an ability to just kind of go ahead with Jake Browning in there for Cincinnati. So, Jack, you just kind of give your further thoughts on this. Um, obviously, the like we, the present the question we present is where the Bengals go from here. I don't really know because, like, you're 5-5. Five and five, You have Jake Browning in there who's never started a game in the NFL – you still have a great roster, but like, I mean, do you just kind of like give up on the season and then just go for a high draft pick? I don't know. It's it's a really really tough question. Uh, I don't think they're gonna give up. Um, I I haven't really watched much of Jake Browning play since college. That's since at Washington. Yeah, and even in college, like in, he was solid in college, but like I felt like there was a lot left to be desired there. Um. And him being in the NFL now and being in this position uh, with the Bengals, I he has a great supporting cast around him, so that's not the issue. The issue is, is his quarterback play going to hinder them to the point to where their offense is just going to be not very good. But I, I do think that – I think their defense is getting pretty leaky. 
lately. And after we thought that they were getting better, their defense is just getting leaky all around. Their pass defense isn't as good. They're, I think they have the highest like expected rush yards per attempt allowed in the NFL. Running defense is terrible. A good interior on the defensive line. They have really good linebackers. So really, really. Yeah, and they've got uh, they've got the Jaguars next, and then they've th- this is their bye week. Then they've got the Colts, the Vikings, and the Steelers. So they've, maybe they can go two and two. They play Pittsburgh um, this week. Uh, then they play Jacksonville week thirteen. Oh, well, yeah, their next game's against Pittsburgh. Oh, shoot. Uh, what schedule I'm looking at? Then this is not right. I'm look, I'm on Yahoo.com. Probably that's why. But uh, you're uh, right. So Pittsburgh, I believe, I believe that game is at home. They have Jacksonville. They have the Colts and the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I got those games mixed up, but those are next two opponents: Colts, Vikings, Pittsburgh again. In Pittsburgh, that game's on Sunday Night Football. Uh, and then the Chiefs, and then I believe the Browns to close. That's a tough season. stretch right there. That- An easy stretch. Um, so yeah, it's just, and it's going to lead to my next point. With Burrow's injury, Burrow is the sixth quarterback to be out for the season, uh, joining Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Richardson, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, and now and uh, Deshaun Watson, who we we learned he was out for the year after our last episode because we talked about the Browns and how they could maybe make some noise in the playoffs, and then the next day later we found out Watson's out for the year. Um, so two AFC major AFC North quarterback injuries in the span. It's not even Thanksgiving, and we have six quarterbacks out for the year. When you combine that with like the the offensive regression, the kind of boring product, I don't want to say like whiny. This is one of the worst NFL seasons in terms of like entertainment, in terms of like excitement in a while. Would you concur with that, or am I just like being a complainer? Uh, yeah, I definitely know where you're coming from. I feel like especially these last few weeks, yeah. Every week there's been one or two great games, you know, great games. Yeah. And everything else is just kind of like, ugh, like leaving a lot to be desired. And I, I would, I don't know in the grand scheme of things in, in terms of history, like where it sits in terms of points scored and see it. I might and things like that, but I would assume it's probably lower than the last few years. Right. Let's go. NFL season scoring averages. I'm looking that up right now. This is kind of like on the fly because I'm really curious to know because it definitely because like even last year. So the the average points per game this year is 21.7. Per last, yeah, per, for the entire season, it's 21.7 points. Last year was 21.9. So it's only 0.2 lower than last year. 2021, 23, 2020, 24.8, uh, 2019, 22.8. It's the lowest since 2017. Mm-hmm. The same 21.7. Um, okay. There were also a lot of quarterback injuries that year also. So it definitely feels like the entertainment factor is down a little bit. And I also think the quarterback played like how many like legitimately great quarterbacks are there in the NFL right now? It's probably like, less than 10 easy. I would, I would agree. Mahomes, five, to 10, five to 10, you know, Mahomes to uh, uh, Hertz, uh, Allen still, uh, Herbert, Herbert, Lamar, 
Jared Goff, I would put there still. I'd put Jared. Jared Goff's good. Fields when he's at his best. Lawrence, maybe. Lawrence, yes. Fields, no. Uh, Okay. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, like there's maybe like eight or nine. If you want to throw Dak Prescott in there, considering the way he's played the last few weeks, sure. Yeah. But it's definitely down for sure because they're like, like we used to like live in an era where there's like multiple guys who were like Hall of Famers, and now there's because like Brady and Rogers, Manning, and, Manning and Breeze, Breeze, Roethlisberger, and like it's just what did you say? Philip Rivers, Rivers. If you want to throw uh, Matt Ryan in there, like there's a lot of there are a lot of great quarterbacks. I don't think there is anymore. Um, I think there's a lot of really good quarterbacks, but. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if these guys get better. And then obviously you have a guy like CJ Stroud on the upcome. You have guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May coming in next year. Kyler Murray. What? Kyler Murray. I, I, I would put him I would put him in that. I don't know if I'd put him in the top tier. He'd be in the not. top tier. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just it just kind of feels like the NFL is kind of like in a in a turning transition phase at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um this season's kind of like the tr- – hopefully it's a transition transition season. Hopefully the product is better for the remainder of the year and the postseason. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of – it's just kind of in flux at the moment, I feel. Uh, and these injuries definitely play a role. Completely agree. All right. Moving on after that little soapbox right there, uh, moving on to another AFC North matchup that happened in Week 11 uh, – a absolute shootout between the Browns and the Steelers, 13-10. Uh, the Browns def- uh, winning that game 13-10. Dorian Thompson-Robinson getting his first win of his NFL career after the season-ending injury to Deshaun Watson. Um, the Steelers' offense, the Steelers fell to 6-4, and four, but their offense continues to just be inept and just not able to really do anything. And that led to Matt Canada getting fired yesterday. Matt Canada has been relieved of his duties as the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator. Um, Jack thoughts on this game and thoughts on these teams moving forward. The Browns are quietly seven and three, although I don't think they're like legitimate contenders in any capacity. And what, what does this mean for the Steelers moving forward? Like, will their offense get better? Uh, so this was, <laughs> I didn't watch very much of this game because I, like, I watched the all 22 but like i just couldn't be bothered to watch in real time yeah i always try to catch those like condensed highlights after the games but this is one of those games where i didn't want to watch it because of the quality of football being played and just the offense is just not entertaining to watch and that doesn't mean it's not good football but it just means that both teams are fine with it their way offensively and having a lot of issues and young quarterbacks and offensive coordinators who are on their way out and I'll talk about the Steelers here specifically because this is the focus of this game, in my opinion. Um, firing Matt Canada, we all knew it was coming, but I, I think it was just a matter of when versus if. But um, I don't know who their uh, offensive coordinator interim will be, but I don't think it really matters that much. I think it's going to take wholesale offseason changes, whether that's to the quarterback position, whether that's to you know how uh, uh, Mike Tomlin is doing things to see if they can improve. I think they can. I think in the offseason they can figure it out a little bit better um, and become an average offense because right now they're easily a bottom five offense in, in the league. But um, terrible. Keith Faulkner 
uh, is their he's their running back coach. He's their interim offensive coordinator. Okay, so he'll be he'll be coaching the running backs and the OC, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think it really matters that much, unfortunately for them. I think there's just a lot of issues going on, and you saw, you know, the receivers aren't happy. They're not getting the ball. Deontay Johnson had a fit, apparently. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, Pickens had a fit a few weeks ago. And I feel like the only hope for them right now is to just run, just focus on running the ball well. And do that. Jalen Warren is a really good running back. Get him the football. I mean, he's like, all their good offensive plays are literally Jalen Warren runs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he needs to be their feature back if they want to make the playoffs. I mean, despite all these issues you're laying out, they're six and four. They would be in the playoffs if the season ended. Um, and they don't have a particularly difficult schedule the remainder of the season. Um, so, like, despite all their issues on offense, I mean, they're still they're still a relevant team in terms of record. Um, I honestly think I think this needed this is a, this, a move that needs to be made. Matt Canada, it just wasn't it just wasn't working. I think it, I don't think they've had there was a stat I saw like I don't think they've had 400 yards of offense in like roughly uh, I, I think it was like. Over a over two years since they've had like wow. four hundred yards of offense in a game. Well, since been, they hired Matt Canada, <laughs> I believe so. Um, <laughs> they've played in every game this season. It's just it, you can't like win like that. I also think Kenny. I don't think Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback. I think we have enough evidence at this point. He did make some strides towards the end of last season, but he just like he doesn't really do anything well. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He's not extremely accurate. He doesn't have a strong arm. He's not a great athlete. He's just he's a guy that could be hang around in the league as a backup. But the, I think the only reason he's a starter at this point is because they're six and four. Like they're they're still a relevant team. And that's why he has not been benched yet. And it's odd because like Mitchell Trubisky is their backup. He's probably one of the best backups in the league. Um so I I, I think the Steelers have to at least consider putting Trubisky in there. Don't like, don't you think? Yeah, think I think a more bad game for Pickett will be the end for him this year. Pickett's um, on a because he doesn't have the excuse of Matt Canada anymore. You know what I mean? Like because like people were kind of using well, it, Matt Canada is a terrible offensive coordinator, which he was, uh, as, and that was kind of like a scapegoat for their offensive struggles. Even though Pickett, his play, like great quarterbacks overcome bad play calling. I think and they do. Yeah. Pickett was and coming anywhere close to doing that. So I think he's got to be on at least like watch for getting uh getting the axe here shortly. Yeah. As for the Browns, we'll see if yeah, we'll see if DTR remains their starter because they just acquired Joe Flacco. Flacco. Uh yeah, they signed to their practice squad. Um which I mean, I don't know. It's it's 2023 and it's Joe Flacco. Like I I I don't know how much of a difference he makes at this point. But well, I mean, if they keep winning, I think they'll keep DTR in there. But I don't think either one of these teams, even if they both make the playoffs, and it's looking like the Browns, barring a collapse, will like they're not scaring anybody in in January. So it's just they just don't have the offense. No, they so. really don't. And if if they faced, you know, the Ravens or the Chiefs, they're going to get yeah beat. Their defense will keep them in the game, but eventually the other team will. They'll they'll flex their muscle because of their offensive prowess, and the Browns just cannot keep up. They're just going to have to play defensive ball games. 
Yes. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, um, we had a Super Bowl rematch last Monday night. Uh, the game was not quite as entertaining as the Super Bowl. It was 20. The Eagles kind of got revenge, uh, beating the Chiefs 21 17. Um, very, very kind of a sloppy game. I think the, the weather conditions played a major role in that. Neither Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts reached 180 yards passing. Uh, Jack, I'll let you start off in this game. Give your thoughts. Um, are you worried about the Chiefs? I mean, the Eagles, they are what they are. They're 9-1. and one. I think they're. we both agree they're the best team in football. But, like, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? Because their offense has uh, had their struggles of recent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first off, I think this game played exactly out how I thought it would. I, I predicted 24-17, I think. Yeah, you had a prediction. Um, pretty good prediction. You, you you picked the Eagles as well, didn't you? I did. I picked the Chiefs. Alex and I picked the Chiefs last. Oh, week. that's right. I was the old, yeah. I'm, I've been I've been hitting my picks lately. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought it would play. It played out exactly how I thought it would. Um, just maybe not in the fashion that it did with the Chiefs. Just receivers. Just once again, just my God, cannot hold on to the football. They cannot catch the football when it matters the most. And you saw at the end there with Marquez Valdez scantling that deep pass that Mahomes just stepped back and just fired. Perfect pass. Right in stride, right to the goal line. And it just went right through his hands. And there was a shot after after the game where it showed him like slamming his helmet into in the uh brick wall. Surprising but, I'm surprised he hung on to that. <laughs> yeah. There there were so many memes going around after that, like, wow, he hold, he held on to his helmet. He couldn't hold on. Fourth and 25, Mahomes throws as good of a pass you can throw in that situation. It hit Justin Watson square in the hands, and he dropped it. That too, yeah, that was bad too. And uh, I still like, I still want to believe the Chiefs can improve, and because of Mahomes and because of Andy Reid, and because they have some semblance of a running game, and um, I, I still have belief in them. I'm not going around them. That would be crazy to do at this point, but. Um, I think this is more about the Eagles just finding a way to win and showing who they are, and they're nine and one now, and that's very impressive. I mean, they've they've had they've gone through their difficult stretch, and they've got a difficult stretch coming up. So we'll see where they go from here. But I would expect them to be favorites in pretty much every single game that they play. Um, see. The Eagles, yeah, they've the Bills, Bill, uh, the Niners, um, Cowboys. Those are the next three games. So it doesn't get much. Easier. Um, but yeah, they have, they still have tests coming up for sure. So we'll see where they go. And like I said, it's more about the Eagles, in my opinion. Um, you know, their defense played outstanding. So, uh, I, I am solid on the Eagles. Yeah. So first of all, my main takeaway is that every, every wide receiver on the chiefs should fill out a Walmart application. Um, I mean, the Chiefs have dropped 26 passes this season in 10 games. That, that like, does not seem real. How is that possible? I mean... I actually thought it would be more. So, the Chiefs defensively, great. No, no issues there. Offensively, they have gone three straight games without scoring a single point in the second half. This is their third straight game being shut out in the second half. Um <clears throat> Holmes in this game, his stat line was not good at all. He he made one bad interception in the first half of that game. Um, 
but the, the Chiefs led by ten at half, if you remember. So it like it co- the only thing that really cost them was that the, for the ability to blow out Philadelphia. This game's on the is on the Chiefs receiving core though. Like you're, ju- I mean, Kel- Travis Kelsey also had a very costly fumble in the red zone. So Mahomes and Kelsey made two uh, uncharacteristic mistakes in scoring position in that game. But all, that is moot if Marquez Valdez Scantling could catch one of the easiest passes you'll ever see for an NFL receiver. Justin Watson dropped some passes. There were many instances where they ran the wrong routes. Like their receivers are a problem for this team. Like if the, if the chiefs don't make the super bowl, it's going to be because of their wide receivers. Like they really do nothing. Well, like Rasheed rice is like the only receiver on that team that would start, that would get like any semblance of playing time if they were on another team. So it's, it's mind boggling how badly the chiefs front office butchered the wide receiver position for, for them this season. With that said, they're seven and three. Like, I still think they're the best team in the AFC because of their defense, because of their Mahomes, because of Mahomes, and because of their experience. Um, in Baltimore, we forgot to mention Baltimore lost Mark Andrews for the year in that Thursday night game. Yeah. Um, so that's like Baltimore's to me is like the only team that could beat Kansas that I would like see beating Kansas City, and they don't have Mark Andrews, so that's an issue. I would take the Ravens over them right now. I would too, because the Ravens, like, look, Zay Flowers would be is better than any receiver on the Chiefs roster. Hell, I think Odell Beckham might be better than any receiver on the Chiefs roster because he's been picking it up recently. He had 100 yards last Thursday night. Mm -hmm. It's just the receivers are are, are an issue. And and, and if they don't make the Super Bowl, that's going to be the reason why. Because. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, and Mahomes has not been perfect this year, but like he needs to play perfect for them to score like 20 points because the receivers are just so bad. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's a disaster at that position. With that said, though, in terms of the Eagles, good win for them. A sign of a great team is like not playing great for most of the game and still finding a way to win, which they did. Do you mm-hmm. think that if you're an Eagles player or fan, like does this make up for the Super Bowl at all, or is it just like yeah, good win, but like it doesn't change what happened last year. Exactly. Yeah, I can see it from that point as well. Like, good win, but like I think the Chiefs, I mean, obviously last season is last season. So, like, things that happened this year is kind of irrelevant to last year. But like, the Eagles should not be acting like they got like revenge in some sort. I, I don't think. Um, it's kind of like a good, a good win, but you kind of you move on, you move on to the next game here. Um, but I think these two teams could – I mean, we have our predictions coming up here in a bit. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a kind of a defensive struggle in this game. But, yeah, the Chiefs need to figure it out at wide receiver or it's going to cost them when it matters. Moving on to our third and final matchup of the week, uh, recapping uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, – traveled to Denver to take on the Broncos and they lost 20 to 15. Um, I really thought the Vikings would win this game. Um, I think that the Vikings have a lot of issues on offense um, in their running game and their running backs are just not very good. And Madison has a lot of fumbling problems and that cost them. And, um, you know, I, I, as far as the Broncos, 
I think this is a good run that they're on. I think they've gotten a little bit fortunate with the teams that they've been playing, with the exception of the Chiefs. Um, they've been kind of playing teams that are like at their level um, with the Packers, the Vikings, the who else have they, have they played? Uh, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, and now the Vikings. Yeah, so they're all like pretty, besides the Chiefs and the Bills, they're all pretty comparable teams. So I feel like that they're on a good stretch here. Um, they play the Browns on Sunday, I believe. Uh, so that's going to be a toss-up game too. But um, we'll see what we'll see what they can do. I, I like I like how Russell Wilson's playing. I mean, he's showing you shades of 2019 Russell Wilson. Um, not quite that good, but he, he's playing well, and um, it's good to see that the Broncos, you know, finally snapping out of that funk when they started out one and five. But um, I don't have any – I don't really think they're going to make the playoffs, mind you, but that division isn't very good. But I – it's going to – they're going to be competing with the Chargers and the Raiders in that division for the playoff spot. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. The yeah. Outlook, the outlook for the Vikings, uh, well, it's a disappointing loss for sure. And I think they've got – the Bears on Monday Night Football do yes, and at home, so that should they should win that game. Um, but you know, with the Bears have are, are gotten a little bit healthier now, and they got Justin Fields back, so that's going to provide a different uh matchup for their defense to stop. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I don't really, I, I mean, honestly, I don't really have a ton of thoughts in this game. It's a good win for the Broncos. I still don't think. I think the Broncos could sneak in the playoffs, but I don't think they're like a all of a sudden like a legitimately good team. Vikings disappointing loss. Turn you know, when you when you turn the ball over three times, it's gonna be hard to win, and that's just kind of what cost him here. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, had some of his late game heroics with the game winning touchdown to Cortland Sutton. Sutton made a great catch on that play, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so these two teams are just kind. Of, I think they're kind of similar teams. Uh, they're fringe playoff teams. Um, it's like Josh Dobbs with respect to him. Like, I think the Viking, if the Vikings had Kirk cousins, like I think I would have a higher opinion of them, but I, I just, they don't obviously. Um, so it's just kind of a game between two teams that are kind of fighting to make the playoffs. The Broncos made their plays at the end and the Vikings made one too many mistakes. Ultimately that was the difference here. And if the Vikings, the Vikings, these two teams are kind of like at a one game season throughout, just kind of kind of just kind of keep pace in the wild card race. So um yeah, that's that's kind of my 50,000 50, foot view of this one. Yeah, it was it wasn't a great game to watch. Uh it was, it was a good ending, but you know, a little bit a little bore a little boring. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos offense is so boring, you know. It it is like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Sean Payton's doing, but like a lot of their offense is just Russell Wilson. Checking throwing, down. Throwing oh. passes and, but it, it's been enough. It's been enough to win four straight longest winning streak in the NFL. Um, so Russell Wilson's had a nice bounce back season and we'll see how these two teams fare for the rest of the year to see if they can get in the postseason. So that should about, Oh no. Um, that wraps it for our recaps of week 11. We will now go into a period of awards, giving our play. The week, uh, Jack. I'll let you go first. Who was your player of the week in Week Eleven? Okay, so uh, this might be unpopular, 
But my player of the week this week is Tommy DeVito. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> he, uh, it seems like whenever the Giants match up the Commanders, that's when they perform yeah. the best, you know. And he was performing at his best this week, uh, throwing 18 for 26 for 246 yards and three touchdowns and a 31-19 win over the Commanders. And he had a 137 quarterback rating, which is really good. Um, so he, he was really good and, and good to see that. And I think it was more of a sign of how bad the Commanders defense has been playing. And Yeah, the Commanders stink. Unfortunately, we have tomorrow um, on Thanksgiving. Oh, but. it's going to be a slaughter. Um, <laughs> so... That uh, it was a great performance by him, and uh, Giants fans are being delusional for another week. So, I mean, it's what they—it's all really all they got at this point. My player of the week, and it's the second time he's won this award, is Brock Purdy, uh, 49ers quarterback against the Buccaneers. He had a—I don't have his exact stat line in front of me right now, but he had a perfect pass rating, which means he was basically perfect throwing the ball in this game. Um. Purdy had a bit of a down spell in the middle of the year on their three-game losing streak. But after the bye, he has been excellent. And the 49ers look like they're back to the early season form. And they are absolutely Super Bowl contenders. And they really have been the entire year. They just had a little down spell in the middle. But uh, they're back. They're back to where they were through the first five weeks. So Brock Purdy gets my player of the week. So I got I got Brock's stat line for you just so the viewers can hear it. Uh, 21 for 25, 333 yards and three touchdowns. So not uh, bad. Very, very efficient. Um, very efficient passing. Um, moving into our week 12 preview. Well, we're, we will preview our three top matchups of the week. We've got, first off, we've got the Packers and the Lions on Thanksgiving day. And it was a, it was a challenge to figure out what matchup we were going to preview. Um, the Jaguars, Texans, and Bills and Eagles were pretty solid, but it was it came down to the Packers, Lions, and the uh, what was our other match we were talking about? Uh, uh, was it uh, Ravens Chargers on Sunday Night Football or Ravens Chargers? They're playing on Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. It might it might have been that one, but uh, the Packers and the Lions. Um, oh, and I'll have you start off on this one. Give me your analysis of this matchup. Um. A matchup you like, a matchup you hate, and give me your prediction. All right. Well, so they're going to this game. The Lions are eight and two. Packers are four and six. So the Packers looked like they've had a weird year. They got off to a solid two and one start, and they lost four straight. They've won two out of their last three, uh, beating the Chargers uh, last week, last Sunday. They're four and six. They have been playing better, especially on offense. Jordan Love is starting to look like a Look much better these last few weeks. With that said, I'm really not giving them a whole lot of a chance in this game going into Detroit against an eight and two football team that kicked their butt earlier in the year, week four. Um, it's it's a I don't really see. I, I do think the Packers could keep this close though, because Detroit. I don't, I don't know when the last – obviously, this Lions team is significantly better than Lions teams of old. The Lions have not won a Thanksgiving game since 2016, so it's been quite a bit. Um, so that's kind of – maybe that's kind of like a curse or like something that's kind of inside their heads there, like, oh, we haven't won a Thanksgiving in so long. I don't really know how, how much role that plays. 
but Detroit is is favorable in every matchup. Like I don't really see a matchup where the Packers have an advantage because I think the Lions defense, well, has not been great since the bye. Could create some problems for Jordan Love with their with Aiden Hutchinson and their pass rush. Um, the Packers do have some talented receivers, so maybe they could get open against Detroit's secondary. So maybe the Packers could have some success on offense. But the Packers' defense, don't let the point their points per game totals fool you. They're not a good defense. They um, they play this soft zone that allows teams to just kind of dink and dunk down the field, and that's what Jared Goff and the Lions excel at. So uh, that's kind of what it comes down to. I do not see a scenario where the Packers' defense holds the Lions' offense to under 24 points. And that's going to be the difference. I think the Packers offense could have some success, but it will not be enough. So for that reason, I'm going Lions 31, Packers 20. Damn, two-score victory there for the Lions. Um, yeah. to move, then they would go to 9-2, and two, which that's wild if you're, a, if you're a Lions fan. Oh, yeah, the Lions are in paradise right now after the last few years of just heartbreak. Um, I think I'm on the same page with you with this game. Though I think the Packers could make it closer, but the Lions will pull it out with a, a late score to, to, like you said, have an 11 point win, something like that. Um, as far as my analysis for this game, I think the Lions need to continue to pound the rock and using their using both of their running backs for that matter, because that running game has been very good lately, yeah. and. That that's a matchup that they can exploit each and every week. Their offensive line, talent, and quality, and I don't think the Packers are that defense to stop the run. And no, off that, they're not going to stop the play action passing. You know, like that's just a hard thing. You're 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 between a, a rock and a hard place as a defense when you have to pick. Oh, okay, we need to key in on the run, but they're going to use a play action. They're going to use downfield passing that we know the Lions can do as they did versus the Bears in the late seconds of that game. So um, I think the Packers are in a tough position here, but it is Thanksgiving. It is kind of a rivalry, if you consider this a rivalry for the Packers. Yeah, it's a rivalry. It's a divisional game. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to show up, and they're going to be ready to play. And and, um, I do like the other side of the ball. I like what I've seen from um, Jordan Love lately. I feel like he's been slowly improving um, after a rough stretch. Um, so I think he can exploit the line secondary. I do think they're going to struggle to run the ball though, because they're going to have to use AJ Dillon this week with Aaron Jones being out and Emmanuel Wilson. So they're, they're not going to get anything going in the running game. In my opinion, with against that lines front. Luckily um, for Aaron Jones's injury is not long-term. It looked yeah. bad, but like he's, he's, he'll miss this game. So the Packers, they look just look dead for like a month. They do they do look like they have some life though. They've lost, they've won two of their last three. Mm. Get their schedule. I'm looking at this is I mean this is just me being an optimistic fan. And by the way, going back to um, just circling back to the Chiefs game, uh, I do not miss Marquez Valdez Scantling on the Packers at all <laughs> because we saw that like four times a game when he was here. So have fun, Chiefs fans. Um, anyways, so the Packers at this game, they have the Lions and the Chiefs, so they'll likely be four and eight. After that, though, look at their schedule Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. Like they could win all those games and finish nine and eight. They could, yeah. I don't they know if that we won't, 
They're probably win one or two or lose one or two. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so it'll be, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see how they finish the season. But yeah, the lions are very, very obviously a significantly better team. So that's just kind of the, that's my base analysis there. I'll give, I'll give my pick for this game. Then we can move to the next one. Um, I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take the lions to win 34 and the Packers 30. So kind of a shootout. So, um, it's not been great the last few weeks. So I, I can kind of get where you're coming, coming from there. Yeah. And you know me, I always like to be the contrarian. Yeah. And I, it's been working out for me lately. So I'm going to keep, keep on that train. All right. Moving on to a big, big matchup in the AFC South on Sunday. The Jaguars, the seven and three Jaguars travel to Houston to take on the six and four Houston Texans. I never thought I would say that before the year, but here we are. Um, I mean, this I'm surprised. I'm surprised this game wasn't flexed to primetime. This looks like mm-hmm. a really good game. Uh, Jack, I started the last one, so I'll let you give your thoughts on this one. Um, analysis, matchups, winner, and why. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, CJ Stroud, last game, had a good game, even though he, th- he turned it over three times, came back and led that drive. Um, that that ceiling drive at, at the end, um, and held they held the uh, Cardinals after that. Um, their defense played outstanding in that game. Um, having to prepare for Kyler Murray that that's always a challenge with with the challenges he brings with his feet. And Trevor Lawrence is no dual threat quarterback, but he's not a statue either. So we'll see if maybe he can hurt them on the ground. That's probably a stretch, but. Um, and he's been banged up this year. So uh, I like, I still like the direction CJ is headed in. Um, you know, he's just been locked in and just grinding and hitting it, firing all cylinders for them. And um, I really like what I've seen out of him this year. Um, so I have more faith in the Texans in this game, but I also have a sneaky feeling the Jaguars could pull it off, you know, like, this would be just complete. You could definitely see either team winning this game. Um, unlike the first game we previewed. Um, I still have more faith in the Texans though. Right now. I think they're going to keep riding the wave um, that they've been on. That would put them in first place in the division. Cause they, they would, cause they beat Jacksonville back in week three. They would sweep the division, uh, the, the series. That'd be Both- very impressive. I mean, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have – I don't know what I would have yeah. said. Yeah. Like, so, I, I think CJ could throw for 400 yards in this game. Yeah. Like, and then – so that's going to force the Jaguars to have to catch up. And uh, we'll see if the Jaguars can get Travis Etienne going because the last few games it's been pretty difficult because they've faced good defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see if they can get that going and not be one-dimensional – because if they're one-dimensional in this game, I do feel like that Texan secondary can pin their ears back. And, you know, they've got a good secondary. Not great, good. But we'll see We'll see how that works out for them. And I don't think the Jaguars has anything, have anything for CJ right now. Um, we saw them get carved up by the 49ers two weeks ago. So yeah. um, I, I, I like the Texans in this game. 
but I do think the Jaguars could win. Um, but I'm going to pick the Texans to win um, 28 to 24. 28, 24 Texans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man. So this game, it's kind of a, because I think these are two teams. I think Jacksonville's better, but I don't think the gap's wide. Um, so looking at the matchups in this game, I do think Jacksonville's defense is better than what I expected coming into the season. I mean, we're, we're 11 weeks into the season. I think they've been an above average unit, but I still think CJ Stroud, he had, he had his way against them uh, back in week three. I think he can, I think he can, I think Stroud can have his yards and touchdowns. Uh, Tank Dell can do his thing. Uh, Nico Collins can make some plays. I think the Texans offense will not have an exceedingly difficult time in this game. Jacksonville's offense has been, is very up and down. They, they're by most metrics, they're a league after job. Now they were very good last week against the Titans credit there, but the games in Houston, the Texans actually have people show up to their games now because they have something to cheer for. Um, I do. I don't know. I feel like this is one of those games for Jacksonville where like, they're, there's they have, they've had a lot of games this season where their offense just like didn't show up. I think this could be one of those games where Trevor Lawrence just doesn't just he just doesn't get it going for whatever reason. The receivers aren't open. The running game's not working. The offensive line's not doing well. The, Houston does not have an elite defense by any stretch of the imagination, but they they have a at least like a a defense that you could go out there and like have some faith in, and a defense that could create some problems for Jacksonville. So I'm going to be with you here. I think this is kind of, I don't want to say it's a trap game because the Texans are six and four. This is a game where Jacksonville, I, I would not be shocked if they go in there and just kind of lay, just kind of lay an egg because they've had a 10, they're seven and three, but like all three of their losses have been like ugly losses. Like they lost to the chiefs fine, but like they're lost to Houston. That's an ugly loss. He lost by 20 at home. And then they just got absolutely bow raced by San Francisco a couple weeks ago. I feel like they're not going to get bow race, but this could be one of those games where you watch this game and it reminds you why, despite being seven and three, like nobody really thinks of the Jaguars as like legitimate contenders and show you why Houston's kind of on the rise uh, and a team that could win the division. And we'll see what they do in January, but like that's a ways away. So I'm going to go Texans. I think it's going to be kind of like a lower scoring game. I'm going to go Texans 24, Jaguars 14. Okay, so looks like we're on the same page with that game, which is good. I think the Texans, I don't know. I, 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 Jacksonville was great last week, but the Titans are not a good team. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> what? They're not good at all. <laughs> no, the, the Titans are bad. But, yeah. but, like, Jacksonville, it's just like, I watch them and I just, like, I just have never, there's not a game where I've watched them where they've, outside of last week, there's been very few games where I've watched them this year and, like, they've like impressed me you know what i mean they're just Not like they went to the saints and beat them they almost blew that game though they almost let the saints come back and win that game true so i don't know like they're they have a good record they're a good team they're well coached but like i they're not particularly scary and that's gonna that's gonna show why in this game and my prediction now they can make me look like a fool and beat houston by 30 in this game and then i'll eat crow um, but that's my prediction. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Moving on to our third and final matchup of the week, um, probably the game of the week. 
um, the Bills travel to the Eagles um, in Philly to match up. Um, and I will have you start off on this one, Owen. Um, matchup of two good quarterbacks, uh, two quarterbacks who are playing good, but I think that they could be playing better. Um, and I still think that Hertz is in the MVP conversation right now. Um, he's not had his best season. Last year, he probably had a better year to this point. But, better last year. Yeah. yeah, but I still think he's in the conversation right now. So I'll, I'll have you start off on this one. Uh, give me give me your analysis, um, some things you're looking out for, and your prediction. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bills offense plays in this game because against the Jets last week, you look at the final scores like, oh, yeah, they killed the Jets, and they did. But they didn't score a touchdown until like minutes left, like a two minutes left in the first half. <laughs> They're kind of sloppy offensively for about a two two and a half quarters in that game. It's going to be so. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in this one on the road. Um, this is an interesting game because Philadelphia is coming off a huge win, their biggest win of the season. Uh, Bills are coming off a win, but it's against a kind of a bad, a bad team at home. Um, so two teams kind of riding high at the moment. It's very obvious the Bills need this more than Philadelphia does. If Philadelphia loses their game, they're nine and two. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing to lose, but not the end of the world. If the Bills lose this game, they dropped a six and six to buy, and it makes their playoff hopes just look that much worse. So, the logic would, some logic would say to choose the more desperate team, which is the Bills. But, like, sometimes I just think talent beats desperation, and that's just going to be a classic case in, in this game. Um, the Bills, they've had their turnover problems. I think it might continue here. Um, they're just, like, they're just they're just kind of, like, their offense is good in terms of, like, scoring, but it's just kind of wonky to watch and that it's just – it's kind of been that way all year. Um. I think Philadelphia could get some pressure on Josh Allen in this game. That's kind of like their key to victory is getting pressure on Allen. Because if they get pressure on Allen, I don't. I just don't see a way where the Bills are successful offensively. In Philadelphia, they can, the Bills' defense is good, but it's not. It's not great by any stretch. Philadelphia will score its points. It's going to be a case of talent beating desperation. So I'm going to go Philadelphia twenty eight, Buffalo twenty one. Wow, that was great. Um... I really, really want to pick the Bills to win this game. I wanted to pick the Bills too. I really, really did. I I really want to, and if if they could somehow pull out this win, wow, the the tenor of their season would really change. And it would it would be talking about them being AFC contenders again, and so that's why I think this game means a little bit more to them. So you could see them coming in there and just playing with their hair on fire. And leaving it all out in the field and Josh Allen just going off. You could see that happening. You really could because this Eagles offense, sorry, defense, they've been playing well. Uh, They played well against the Chiefs, but I think they've also been fortunate because of the Chiefs, their drops and all that. Like they could, they could have easily given up 30 points that game Um, if if it weren't for the miscues. You know what I'm saying? But um, so I I want the Bills. I think it's going to be a competitive game, obviously, but. The Bills have been a little bit more run heavy lately, and I think it's worked out for them. Um, yeah, yeah. They need to keep doing that. 
and they need to get the ball to Diggs. That needs to be a focus. And and Gabe Davis. And that might have to might have to be that way because the Eagles run defense is outstanding. Um so we'll see we'll see the adjustments that they make if that happens. Um as for the Eagles, I have more faith in them to win this game. Like I like I said earlier about the Texans being the Jags. Um I have more faith in them. I just trust them more. Uh I think the Chiefs defense that they faced a week ago was very, very good. And the Bills defense that they're facing now is I don't know where the Bills defense is, to be honest. They're up and down. Like they, exactly. they play well in good matchups, but do yeah. they play well in matchups against teams that have good offenses? We'll see about that. Um they played well against the Broncos, they played well against the Jets, they played well against uh who else? They played well against the uh Bucks. Yeah. Dolphins. Dolphins were a good offense that they shut out. Um yeah. so we'll see. We'll see about that. Um so I have more faith in the Eagles uh in this game, and I, I think I'm gonna have to stick with them in my pick. Um I do not see the Bills going in there and pulling it out. Um much I, like the Cowboys and the Eagles, kind of like that game, you know? Yeah, kind of similar. Like I haven't seen enough from the Bills this year. Like killing the killing the Zach Wilson Jets. Good win, but like, what do you really learn from them? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Bills. I haven't seen enough consistency from them on offense. Even though their metrics are good, for them to give me any confidence, for them to beat a ro- probably the best team in football on the road. So yeah. That, like I said, talent always beats desperation, and I think this can be another case here. Uh, having said all that, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win. I'm going to say this is going to be more of a defensive game. Okay. Um, defensive score. We'll see some yards. So I'm going to say the Eagles 21 and the Bills 17. Okay. All right. So same score as the uh, game Monday night. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, that just about does it for our recaps and predictions. So we're going to – so on our very first uh, episode this season, we made our preseason predictions about our playoff teams, awards, and all that good stuff. So we're going to relook at those and we're going to make our updated NFC and AFC championship predictions and our updated Super Bowl prediction and winner. I will go first. Yeah, so you go first. NFC championship game, I picked the Eagles and the Seahawks and the AFC championship, the Eagles over the Seahawks. In the AFC championship game, I picked the Chiefs over the Bengals. I had a rematch in the Super Bowl but with a different result. I had the Eagles beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. So looking back, I do I, the, I do not think the Seahawks are going to make the NFC Championship game. Um, I've not seen – I mean, they're 6-4, and four, but I've not seen enough from them that this year. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be Eagles 49ers in the NFC Championship game, which is a rematch from last year. Hopefully it's a better game than last year, and Brock Purdy does not get injured like he did in like the third play of the game last year for San Francisco in the AFC championship game, the Bengals forget it. That's not happening anymore. I do think the chiefs will be in the AFC championship game, despite their issues at receiver. I think it's going to be chiefs. Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) In the AFC championship game this year. Wow. Yes. That's like, that's like the Ravens. Wow. 
I because I think the Ravens would be too much chalk, I think, because like Eagles Niners, that's a popular pick for the NFC Championship. Chiefs Ravens, I feel like that'd be too much chalk. I want to go out of the box a little bit and say the bank, the, the Texans make a run to the AFC Championship game. Um, with that said, the run's going to end there. I think the Chiefs would beat him in that game. And I think Eagles Niners is tough. But I'm going to stick with the Eagles. So my Super Bowl prediction stays the same. And my Super Bowl result will be the same result as last Monday night with the Eagles beating the Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. Boo. You're sticking with the boring prediction. Uh, not, not your games, but your your Super Bowl. Um, but I respect it. I think you're going to like my, my picks. So in my original predictions, I had in the AFC, I had – the Chiefs and the Bengals. I had the Bengals winning that. And then I had in the NFC, the Eagles and the 49ers. And I had the Eagles winning that. Um, uh, I think in the NFC, I'll start with the NFC. Um, I, I'm i going to pick the my NFC championship game. Ready for this. Eagles versus the Lions. Wow. Okay. I, I, I respect that. Yeah. Yes. Um. I was going to say Lions 49ers, but I really don't see the Eagles losing. No. Um, at this point, I think the Eagles are an overall better team. So I'm going to go in the Lions and just going to keep on that hot streak, man. They're going to, I see, I see them finishing like 13 and three in the regular season or uh, 14 and three. Um, and the Eagles will finish. I think they're going to finish with two losses, if I'm being real. Uh, yeah, I think one more game. Two. Yeah. Their only other loss this year is probably the game in Dallas on Sunday night and week 14. So, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, or the Niners, one of those two games. Um, as for my AFC title game, whew, I'm gonna, I have to go with the Ravens as one okay. of the teams. Um, and my other team will be, uh, I want to say Chiefs, man, I want to, but. These these recent struggles are really bothering me um, with their loss against the Eagles and the Broncos three weeks ago. Oh, because Super Bowl or championship teams don't lose games like that. Like I, I don't know, but it is the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go Ravens versus the Dolphins. Okay. And my in my, my ASU championship game, uh, I think the Ravens could upset the Chiefs. If, if they matched up and I think the Dolphins could make it all the way to um, with their offense. Uh, that's a shaky pick for me um, because when the Dolphins face up against, yeah, I was just going to say that teams, they don't fare very well, but yeah. I, so I think that's more a hopeful pick and hoping that the chiefs, somebody else new is in, is, is in the picture is what I want to see. So, um, it's going to be the Ravens and Dolphins versus the uh, Lions and the, and the Eagles. So I'll stick with the Eagles here um, to make it. And then I'm going to pick out of the Ravens-Dolphins. I'm going to pick the Ravens to win that okay. game. Eagles-Ravens is your Super Bowl prediction. Yes. And out of that matchup, I will pick the Eagles to win still. So okay. that's we have the question. All right. So – I, I kind of picked Chalk. I, I went out of the box for the Texans making the AFC championship game because yeah. I think they could get hot. I think they could win that division, but I don't see them going into Kansas City and winning that game. With the Ravens, it's it's simple. 
they have to play a certain way and Andrews being out is huge. And the Dolphins tell me when they beat a good team. So that that's kind of like my hesitation there. I just trust the Chiefs more than the other AFC teams. That's fair. And I'm going against that trust. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Unlimited NFL podcast. It's been really good talking uh, football with you tonight, Owen. Hopefully you have a good uh, Thanksgiving and Black Black Friday and, and a good week watching football. Yes. Should should be interesting. We'll see how week 12 goes. And before we know it, it's going to be the playoffs. I mean, we're not that far away from the playoffs. So um, we'll, see, we'll see how everything goes. And um, great talking to you. Thank you to everybody listening, and we will see you next time.